Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You are now listening to the Molten Fantasy Sports Podcast. G'day guys, welcome back. We are live again with another episode of Tin List Tuesday on the Molten Fantasy Sports Podcast, proudly sponsored by the Standard Squeeze and Snap Fitness Bendigo and Epsom. I'm your host, Supercoach Brain, and I'm joined by my trusty co-host, the Supercoach Matrix. Matty, bit of bit of chaos going on um, with these teams, a few big outs, a few big ins. Uh, how many times have you reverse traded in the last two hours? Uh, well, you've seen me do it three times in the last ten minutes. So <laughs> it's been it's been chaos, hasn't it? It's um, I'm going to blame the lack of sleep. I think I, I said it on Twitter. There's a ton of different options this week. I feel like this is probably one of the most open trade weeks that we've had so far, with probably ten plus different ways that you could go, different downgrade options that you could take. Um, so I think this is probably where we're going to start to see a bit of separation in the pack because at the moment you could probably throw a, a net over the top 20K. So it's good to see. Hopefully we'll see some different moves this week, some big pod moves that'll pay off and some stinkers that probably won't. So um, what we'll do, we'll go through round seven scores and rank. Uh, let us know how you went if you missed the show last night uh, and, and make sure to subscribe, hit the follow button, hit the like down below. Help us grow the show and show your support if you like the content. We'll go through uh, all eight games team lists as well. Plenty to talk about. Drop your comments in and your, your questions if you have any. We'll cover all the Q&A-based stuff throughout the show as well. And we'll talk through our initial trades like we just said. We've, we've been uh, toing and froing on a few different options. So we'll talk you through what's in our head at the moment, which could honestly change about another 30 times in the next two days. But that's the that's the fun of Supercoach. Um, Matty, how'd you go last week? Yeah, I ended up having a really good week. I got 1292 and I moved up 11,500 spots into about 18,000th. So I'm Very nice. really happy with that. I boosted last week um, to try and make up some ground and I did. So anyway, glad that, I paid off once. That's massive. Yeah, no, huge. Um, really good week. I had 1190, so not so good. I, I pretty much held strong. I think I was down 44 spots or something. So I'm still sitting at around that high 22,900-ish mark. 
Um, it's funny, isn't it? Like hundred a hundred point difference between you and I, and it went. It was eleven thousand point, uh, eleven thousand rank difference with a hundred yep. points. So we, we did we did sort of touch that that we thought the really good scores wouldn't be too many of those guys in the top ten k, um, and it's sort of proven a bit like that. Although I was talking to one of the guys at work who got like thirteen ninety or something, and yeah, he's into the top two k now. So pretty exciting. Yeah, nice. I'm sure he's thanking you for all that mentoring, the super coach mentoring that you've been giving him. Or has he just yeah, he been running with, all, <laughs> running with all of his pod moves and basically proving it's all wrong every week? <laughs> pretty yeah, much. Good. Pretty much. He had hammer, so. Yeah, good. I'm kind of. I'm not upset that I, I've got hammer. I think I traded hammer for Garrick a couple of weeks ago, and that was like a 40 or 50 point difference. So I'm not upset with the move that I made, but it's funny, isn't it? few hindsight Harry's floating around telling everybody that they shouldn't have traded yeah. hammer and you should have started you know with Zarko and all you, these. You can't be disappointed things. with concussion protocols. I think we'd be talking, <laughs> you'd be pretty happy with Garrick if you didn't get knocked out last week. So, Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, obviously the squeeze of the week, if you guys are, haven't watched the show before, firstly, welcome. Um, the squeeze of the week sponsored by the standard squeeze. We're giving away a combo pack every single week. Uh, to the highest scorer in our unlimited group. And that group code is below 451840 if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook. Uh, if you are the top scorer in this league, win a combo pack. And this week or the past week's winner is Hay Furston, coached by Cooper, uh, with a 1550 this week, Maddie. That's a big, ripper. Big score. Um, so winner of the squeeze of the week. So Cooper, if you're watching, mate, reach out to us on uh, Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or wherever you, you follow us and um, we'll just get some details from you and get that sent out to you. Congrats. That's a huge week. Um, mate, let's move in to Thursday, 7.50, Dolphins versus the Rabbitohs at Suncorp. You reckon the Dolphins can get one over the Rabbitohs here again? Um, I mean, they're in Suncorp. They keep getting these Queensland games, these home games. You know can what? I'm going to say no and watch them win. <laughs> yeah yeah um, it, that's the way my tipping's no been idea. going this year yeah my tipping i think i tipped three last weekend so um yeah yeah good from good from I me think, i i think the rabbitohs have been really good and i think the rabbitohs will win um against a bit of an inexperienced outfit but hey dolphins keep keep impressing um but yeah i probably expect a big one from latrell again yeah, this is a perfect platform to him to go back-to-back, back, isn't it? Big scores. So I'm a little bit nervous about not having him, but yeah, yeah, I, I like my team regardless. Um, but I, I guess the ins and outs for this one, Jesse uh, yeah, Jesse Bromwich comes back into this team after a week out. Uh, Jarrett Wallace drops out of this team through injury. I think it was HIA. Um, yeah. The interesting one for me, Robert Jennings has come in on the wing for Edric Lee. Now, I'm not. Um, was there a suspension? Did I miss something in that game? I Probably didn't watch as much footy over the weekend as I'd like to. Uh, I honestly don't know. I'll have a bit of a look. It's a bit of a weird one, isn't it? Because I, I thought Edric Lee's obviously first choice wing uh, to Robert Jennings, but it looks like Jennings has got the gig. Correct me if if I'm wrong, uh, anybody, if you yeah, know Yeah, no, what's it going just on says there. Robert Jennings back on the wing for Edric Lee. Nothing really. Um, there's a concussion for Jared Wallace. Um, Bromwich yep. had, a, had an injury, but um, yep. yeah. Interesting one, that one. Just dropped. Uh, and, Herman SASA drops back to the bench and Ray Stone, a very popular preseason pick. Someone that I've seen in some of your trades this week, Maddie, uh, comes in at prop this week. Is that the half the reason you're looking or playing around with him? Yeah, I wouldn't look at him if he wasn't starting, but I was just sort of thinking maybe I could get a bit of cash generation, you know, somebody to look to get out. I'm probably moving somebody like a um, uh, 
story or maybe even right all the way down to a, to a column of tangy. But yeah, realistically, I'm just trying to find that Nico cash. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's going to be some teams ripping their team apart this week to get Nico in, which look fair enough. You, you pay top dollar for a bloke like that. Um, for the, for the Rabbitohs, Alex Johnston comes in after headbutting the turf a couple of weeks ago. You probably missed that one, Maddie, if you're over in South Africa then for that. Yeah, I actually heard about it. I actually felt yeah. it from there. So. Yeah, so he hit the ground pretty hard. So he missed a, he had 11 day protocol. So he's back in the team. Tane Milne drops to 18th man. Um, it'll be an interesting watch for any Isaac Thompson owners, for anybody who still have him. Cause Thompson went down with what looked like a knee or ankle. I think it was at the, at the back end of the game there and Milne sitting on the extended bench in the 18 jersey so he could easily come back in uh if thompson isn't fit so i think they're giving him the first couple of days of this week to prove his fitness before they name or swap milne in uh, and then jai arrow comes back from a hammy um and tavita totola obviously going down with that knee on the weekend so he drops out for arrow who comes back in yeah important to note that arrow's playing in the front row and host played um i don't know what was it 74 minutes or something in the second row there um just one to monitor um i think you said i Effing hate the Jacob Host trade, but I was just looking for money. Just, I know I got a bit aggressive so, with that, didn't I? You're, you're so dramatic. I know, I know. No, I don't. I don't like it. I think um, I don't even need to explain it. I just don't like it. Yeah, no, you don't. You question, don't. Just... question for you, Maddie. Big one, because this is going to be a pretty popular. Or both options might be pretty popular. Um, Cody Walker with a zero break even. Yeah. Or Dylan Brown, who I know you have. Um, yeah. With a 99 break even, I think it is. Who's yeah. your pick? Well, if you don't have either, if I didn't have either, it would be Dylan Brown. But as somebody that owns Dylan Brown right now, I kind of wish I had Cody Walker. Well, uh, you would have wished it two weeks ago because Cody's just gone on a tear the last two weeks. Yes. Um, I think those two are going to be very popular depending on which way people want to go. I actually looked at the ownership stats for both players. And did you know that they're only currently about 0.5% ownership difference at the moment? Yeah, right. I, mean, I thought that Dylan Brown would easily have Cody Walker covered, but yeah, both around that 11.5% owned, both players. So 15% still own Dewey. So I assume that 15% is going to go either way to one of these two players, or they're going to go up to Munster. Uh, we'll talk about why a little bit later in the Storm game. So if you've got the extra cash, you just go Munster, don't you? Yeah, legit. Uh, Brown isn't proving to be as hit out of the park as we probably thought. I paid top dollar for him, so I'm a bit disappointed. But I think that you can write it out because, as you said uh, on yesterday's show, you're paying for that buy coverage, aren't you? Yeah, you are. You're paying for the availability, um, not the comparison to Munster. So, yeah, uh, people are wait, forgetting. I think you could. I think you could wait a week on on Dylan if you had to. Um, I think he'll probably come down. Like even with a 70, he'll become cheaper. Um, yeah, but like if you have to play Katara or something, you're sacrificing points for, for a trade. That's yeah, my really thinking tough at the moment. One. Yeah, that's my thinking. I'm I'm going to, I'm trying to find the money to get Nico in, but to also make sure I have a playable 5-8 this week and not have to rely on Katara in my 17. So yeah. I'm tossing up between these two as well. It'll be interesting to see what people have in the chat and whether they're going with um, Cody Walker or Dylan Brown. Um, obviously, Hamiso, Tabuai, Fado, Jermaine Asako, they're just going to continue to make some cash. I think Asako's still got a negative break even, and the bloke's at about 670K. Who would have said that at the start of the season? You would have said Jermaine Asako could probably be the best cash cow in the competition. I would have called you a liar. 100%. 
uh, it'll be interesting to see whether the Dolphins fade or they just keep playing really good footy through um, through him. So we thought that when they had that really inexperienced halves, they would have struggled, but it doesn't even look like it made a difference last week. So good luck to him. Um, another question for you, Cam Murray, 689000 It looks like his price has bottomed out. I think a couple of people, or not a couple, thousands of people a couple of weeks ago traded him out because he wasn't looking the same. And I honestly, if I had Murray, I would have traded him out too. Uh, he's gone and got 88 and 85 in the last two weeks and looked like himself again, ran the ball more, um, just looked dangerous around the ruck. 43 break even. Do you buy now knowing that he's bottomed out or do you have to wait until after Origin to get him because we know that he's going to miss a few games through the middle of the year? Look, I think you've really got to wait. Um, we're both prioritizing Nico trades. I suppose if you've got... I say Keon Kalamatangi, for example, and you go across, is it sideways? Probably, but you're getting the better player. Um, it's, I think it's a real luxury trade if you're adding Cam Murray in, unless you're really, uh, I wouldn't be boosting for Cam Murray, like, you know, downgrading, you know, Warbrick and your Alamotis to, to cheaper options to get him. I wouldn't be boosting for him. But I think if you're sitting there with Nico, you probably had a little bit of a slower score last week. Um, it's It's a great luxury trade to have. It's a good time to hop on. Yeah, I think if you're going to get him, you need to get him now because the closer we get to Origin, the less value he has, the less games yeah. he's going to play for your team. Um, so make the jump this week. If you have Nico and you don't have any other dramas, um, you don't have Ruben Garrick to trade out or, or to put on the pine for 700K, you've, you've got options there. So, um, Mate, move into next game, Friday night, 6 p.m., the Sharks versus the Roosters. This should be a really, really good game out at points bet. Sharks home game. Yeah, I'm excited game. for this one. Um, the one thing I'm not excited about is Wade Graham coming back into this team. So I'm a, I'm a little bit disappointed about that because what does that mean for guys like Teague Wilton, Talakai? Like, it just depends. Is he going to come and play back in the middle again like he did before he got suspended or is he going to start playing around an edge? A few question marks there, isn't there? Yeah, I think a lot of people have already moved on from Teague Wilton now. So from a super coach perspective, it's, it doesn't have as big of an impact. I don't think too many people are holding Talakai in their teams or anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. It'll just be interesting to see if, um, yeah, what what happens from a from an NRL standpoint. I don't think it affects anything super coach wise. No, no. Um, Oregon Kafusi comes back in as well, uh, and one person that you're going to be very excited about is Cameron McInnes, oh, named at lock. Yes. Um, I gave you an hour after teams just for you to compose yourself because I know that you would have been pretty excited. Uh, yeah, yeah I, only ne- I only needed 30 seconds, but I was good. <laughs> um, and and uh, Toby Rudolph comes out of this team uh, due to injury. Dale Finucane suspended, I think it is for two or three weeks uh, for yeah. that hip drop. Uh, and then for the Roosters, Tedesco comes back in. Uh, Matty Lodge shifts onto the bench and then Fletcher Baker drops out. Jake Turpin drops off the bench as well. So... Not really much to talk about there. Uh, Joey Manu moves to centre now, obviously, because Tedesco is coming back in. So um, aside from that, I mean, are people still holding Tedesco? Is that – are they still relying on him this oh, week? I haven't even checked I'll his ownership. Look. Because I think if you've got Tedesco, he's, his break even's monstrous. He'd, he'd, yep. be a trade, he'd be a trade out for me, I think. 676K, 130 break even. Um and he's 10% owned. Yeah, so that, that's dropped significantly from 40-odd percent it was at the start of the year. Can I let you know that Teague Wilton is still 10% owned as well? Yeah, I understand that because he's, I mean, 
I'm a little bit concerned with the the try and the 57 or whatever he got in the week before the buy. But Nico Hines yeah. coming into this team just makes everybody better. So yeah, I, I don't just, know. I, I just I just think you know you've got Graham back now. Um, you've already your third and your fourth guys are probably blokes like Hosking, your blokes like Jackson Ford. Um, I don't know who else is there. Jacob Preston, of course. I just think you've probably moved on to those guys by now if you're a serious super coach player and you're not sitting there with Teague Wilton. But if you are, I suppose, just ride the wave, see what's happening with Wade Graham and, um, yeah, watch him improve under Nico. So. Yeah, for sure. Um, quick quick question. It's a pretty obvious one, but for anybody who doesn't have Nico Hines, do you need to get him this week? Yep. Yeah. So it's a bit it? of a no-brainer for me. Yeah, that honestly, yeah. That, that's pretty much it. And I, I guess my last question for you, we had a little bit of a chat with um, uh, Robbie Starr. It was a couple of days ago, and he was talking about buying into the Sharks' back line. Uh, he's got Jesse Ramian, and um, obviously there's a question mark as to whether we get guys like Mulatalo, Talakai, um, Sione Katoa. Do you think that there's merit in looking at the Sharks' back line at the moment now that we know that Nico's back in and he's steering the ship? Because there's pretty big pod play if you went with one of them. Yeah, yes and no. I just think that the safer options with better base, which is usually what I like out of a center winger, I think I'll wait for a really good patch in the draw, wait to see if Nico's not playing Origin. Because just remember, Mulatalo could be pumping out those 14s if Nico gets called into the Origin squad. And I just think it becomes... I can't comfortably play Mulatalo if Nico's not in the team. Uh, whereas you can comfortably play Val if, you know, Townsend's out. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's a fair shout. Um, let's move on to Friday, 8 p.m. Manly Sea Eagles versus the Storm at Four Pines Park. Manly back where they want to be in Manly. Um, they play significantly better football in Manly than they do anywhere else, and they've shown that this year. Um, Vega comes in for Garrick this week, plays his third game of the NRL, some big raps on this kid. So that'll be very interesting to see how he goes because I haven't watched him very closely in the previous two games that he played last year. Um, Sharon Woods makes his manly debut, comes onto the bench with um, Sipley. So that's an interesting one. Carl Lawton drops out. Kepi, Sean Kepi, a very popular front row, second row duel that a lot of people went with as a cheap option at the start of the year, finds himself in the 18 jersey this week. Yep. Uh, very disappointing. But the big talking point here for this manly lineup is that Josh Schuster is currently still sitting on the extended bench with Cooper Johns sitting in the sixth jersey. Do you see that kind of swapping? Um, realistically, I mean, it's a quad cork. Can he really have three weeks off with a quad cork? He is Josh Schuster. Oh, man. I, d- uh, I don't know what to I, – I really don't know what to make of it. It just seems like a bit of a mystery injury, really. Um, he was expected to play, um, got ruled out really early, um, got named at 18. Maybe he is a little bit out of favour too. I don't know. He looked so good when he played. His connections with Turbo looked really good. I don't know. I feel like it'll swap. I feel like, uh, I I mean, they've named KO Weeks on the bench. So I think what that tells me is that it'll just make the Schuster to John swap a straight swap rather than starting having KO Weeks at 5'8 and then having to drop KO Weeks back to the bench and then Cooper Johns, like it just way too many moving parts. I feel like it's just an easy straight swap shoes to the Johns um, closer to game day. So I, f- I think that's what will happen, um, but we'll see. We will see. I'm not relying on playing him this week, luckily. He's just a kind of cash gen for me. Um, mate, 
even bigger talking point, Cam Munster gets named in the one jersey this week for, for Melbourne Storm <sighs> with Nick Meany missing out with his HIA. It was like an extended HIA. Like he played the whole game, right? Yeah, he did. He, um, Yeah, it's an interesting one. I think it's after the game. Maybe he came up with some symptoms and, and kind of struggled to recover after the game. So uh, it looks like he'll only miss one week, I, I would say. Um, so this is yeah. just a one-week Munster fill-in at fullback kind of gig because we've got Jonah Pezzett now coming back into this team, into the halfback, uh, into the 5'8 jersey. Um, the question, I guess, around this is a lot of people are very attracted to Cam Munster this week and trying to get him in knowing how good he is at fullback. Males, you, females, everything. Everybody, everybody would be. Munster. Absolutely. Would you would you trade him in? Would you look at him this week, knowing that next week and for the rest of the season he'll likely play fullback, uh, five eight? Sorry, would you grab him anyway this week just for the fullback points? If it was in my plans to have him in over the next couple of weeks, I would make a move now. Again, we both have the Nico issue, um, but yeah, it's it's a real luxury trade. I think you've probably got another premium option, like you're sitting there with dill bags and it's a long way up, um, mm. or you're sitting there with Dewey and it is a long way up. You're sitting there with Burton. You know, that's a hard trade to make. I just don't know if you have that 300K flexibility in you at the moment, but if you do, like you don't have Nico and Cleary if you have 300K in the bank, and I think that needs to be a priority. But, heck, I'd love to have Cam Munster in my team, wouldn't you? Yeah, oh, for sure. He's he's number one. We said it last night. He's number one choice at five eight. You know, in a pretty barren position this year. So, yep. if you have the nope. money and you can get him, you've got to grab him. Um, number one on his back. Number one choice. Um, that's right. Cam Munster, that's right. ladies and gentlemen. That's it. Get him in if you can. Get him in if you can. Yep. If, but obviously, you don't break your team to to get him in, and that goes for any player. Think... But Nico Hines, <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna turn up this week for sure. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Manly are leaking a lot of points, so that's a really nice matchup. So if you have Munster in your team, throw the VC on him, I reckon, because uh, he, he could go large. Even if you've got balls on you, go straight C and enjoy yourself. Uh, trade Garrick this round. If you Do you have Ruben Garrick or no? No, I don't. Uh, would you try, Would you trade him this round knowing that he's he's not named this week? He got 700K sitting on the bench there for a week, but he's playing the Tigers next round. So if you listen last week, if I had to generate that money for Nico, I think an easy out is the fact that he's out this week. I think, you you know, you knock him down to uh, some of the guys that we're going to talk about later and you just create that cash gen because you're not going to get – you're going to save points and you're going to save some cash gen because he's going to drop cash having that eight in there. Like, yes, he is a season-long keeper, but if you really need that money for Nico, you're going to lose 100 points this week for sure. Yeah, 130 break even this week. So I said on Twitter as well, if you, if you have him and you have that problem, the beauty of it is he's not dropping cash this week. He's not going to drop cash against a Penrith side that are likely going to shut him out. Uh, sorry, no, they're not playing. Are they playing? They're not playing Penrith. They're playing Melbourne. But same kind of they're thing. Melbourne. Um, yep. They're both good. Melbourne would shut him out likely, um, which means that he'd drop a ton of cash. So next week he gets to play the Tigers and there's every likelihood that he could score 130 and maintain his 700K next week. So yep. a bit of an advantage there in him missing this one. Um, he's in my trade plans this week and I'll talk about them at the end of the show. Yeah, excellent. Like if you need that money for Nico, it's it's an easy out the fact that he's not playing. Let me ask you this last question before we move on to the weekend games because this could be a pretty popular trade from what I'm seeing so far early in the week. Tom Trebojevic to Latrell Mitchell. 
I'm under no circumstance trading Turbo yet. Yeah, good. I'm, I'm the same. We haven't actually talked about this before the show either. So yeah. uh, this is the, I don't, I don't even know whether I'd call this a luxury trade. I don't, I don't think this is luxury. I think this is sideways. If ever I've seen it, you've got a guy, honestly, it could be with literal. We know he goes missing in games. We know he turns up to some, but he also decides to keep the Ferrari in the garage, so to speak uh, a lot of weeks as well with the Rabbitohs draw coming up against some tough teams. I think that probably favors Latrell, if anything, because Latrell just loves turning up against good teams and doesn't give a shit about playing against anybody in the bottom eight. So maybe that's good for Latrell, but I feel like Turbo's got so much more juice left in the tank. People are a little bit worried about the injury on the weekend. It was just back spasms. So from what uh, the Manly side or the Manly coaching staff have said is that he recovered really well after the game and he's 100% ready to go Friday. So... Uh, I don't. I don't see that as a, a viable option this week. I think it's silly. So the Panthers are aliens, right? I just don't. You know, Manly have been scoring. Their defense has been ordinary. It's been suspect, but they have been scoring thirty points a week. Um, mm-hmm. Turbo is involved in absolutely everything. The sh- the Rabbitohs are probably a better team at the moment, but I still want Turbo in my team, and I'm not wasting a trade to go to Latrell. Completely agree. Completely agree. Let's answer some questions real quick. We've got some questions coming in. Guys, keep them coming if you have any questions for this week about trades. Um, Sai asks, uh, he says, hey, guys, love the content. Thanks, mate. Uh, Question is, is it too late for Lemuelu from the Dolphins? Uh, What are your thoughts about Jacob Host? (laughs) I'll let you answer it, mate. Um, I like that he's in an 80-minute role, but Totola's out. Um, They've got some other guys to come back in. I think he's not cheap enough to worry about yet. Uh, and I do also think it's probably too late for Lemu. Lemu Elu. Um, 440k. And he's got a break even of 45. But look, what's he averaging? 50? Like, yeah, it's too late. Yeah, I think he missed the boat. He's gained 130k. I can't see him going above that 500 mark. Um Break even 45, yeah. Uh, he's done his job. It's really nice to have him as an option in the centre wing, but I think there's better options now. Um, you could go 100K up to Jack Bird, who I like way more, um, to have that same duel. So, uh, yeah, I'd say probably too late. You can find a better option there. Go to Charles Nickel Klukstad, who is literally 10K less and has a negative yep. break even. And speaking about spending 100K, like I was looking at Jacob Host, and then I'm like, Jackson Ford with a negative break even is like less than 100K. Away, yep. he's like seventy five k away. Like, yeah, what are we? Good, what are we doing? Like, yeah, that's a good shot. Like, let's. Sometimes you just need to sit back and put it into perspective and look at some of the other options you can get for that money. And mm-hmm. yeah, try not to outthink the room. So, for sure, uh, Jonah Armstrong asks: Is it too late to get Haas for this week or next? He's looking to upgrade from Stefano with Tarpany and Welch having buyers the next two weeks. What are your thoughts? Look, if you're going to waste a trade. Why wouldn't you just go, you know, get Hass in when Tarpany has a has a buy and then, you know, play the two that week rather than just let Stefano sit there. He's not going to lose cash. He's not going to make cash. I'd go, if you're going to waste trades, let's do it that way and then use that other 300K elsewhere. Um, you're not going to be playing three front row forwards basically any any time this year. Let's I just, think as, um, an ex- yeah. as an example... I have all three of those players he's just mentioned. And for me, I'm looking at the next three weeks and thinking, okay, how what's my front row forward going to look like 
over the next three weeks because Stefano has a buy this week. I'm relying on Tarpany and Welch. Then next week, Tarpany has the buy. I'll have Stefano and Welch. And then the week after that, Welch has a buy. I'll have Stefano and Tarpany. And that then makes sure that I have a half decent front row forward for three weeks in a row. I, I don't know whether you need to move any of those guys. I don't think I would force Haas for an extra 10 points a week when you then get caught short playing bloody Davy Moali uh, for two or three weeks in a row because of these buys. So I would hold. Yeah, get get somebody with massive upside on a good draw um, coming through and, uh, yeah, make a push for that $1,000 every week. That's it. Uh, Mr. Kaleo, uh, Croker is a downgrade option for Alamotti. I, I'd yes. say yes. Yeah. Good. Um, what else have we got here? We'll quickly get through a few of these before we move into the rest of the games. Everybody's having a bit of a chat. Hey, Steve, thanks for hopping on again, mate. Uh, Graham Gale wants some thoughts. Got 1283 this week, up to 307th. Massive effort. Uh, need some thoughts. Don't know why you're asking us, mate, sitting at 307, but uh, uh, Dewey or Garrick and Hop gone. So I'm unsure of the question. Is, is he saying, do I trade Dewey or Garrick and Hopgood? So which one I mean, out of Dewey and Garrick would you trade? I would Doesn't trade Dewey. Honestly, Hopgood got 48 in 53 minutes on the weekend. He's got an 80 break even. He'll maybe lose you, I don't know, 25K or something this week. It's not the end of the world. He plays good buys. I'd probably just out of those guys, if you had to move two out of those three, I'd say move Dewey and move Garrick. That'd, that'd be see, the way I'd play it out. I don't know. The, the way that I see it also is you're going to keep Garrick through the next period. So you only lose money when you sell him. You don't need that money now. You're obviously doing something right. You're, you're 307th. Uh, you probably need some points from Dewey. Like maybe if you can go Dewey to Walker or, or Dillbags instead of going, you know, moving sideways with a Garrick trade because just wait it out. Um, Hopgood is average. He's hop average now. Um, yeah, just <laughs> leave him. Yeah, just leave him there. He's, he's not going to burn you. Yeah, hop mid. How disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Steve asks, is Azarko a centre wing keeper? I am not the person to ask. I'm still going to oh, – I'm just going to say no for the sake of it because that's how I believe the whole season. He's proved me wrong so far, but it is a long year. So I'm still going to say no. I still think Karaz, Garrick uh, – I still think Val Holmes could finish top four. Yep. Um, and I know I'm missing somebody. Who am I missing? Marge, I don't know whether Marge is a top four centre wing. Um, Toto was good last week. and Joey Manu could come good. That base. Yeah. Yeah. Plenty of good options there. Azarko, a centre wing keeper? No. Definitely the ultimate premium upgrade, though, I think, moving forward. Uh, you just yeah. want to pick when Dolphins start to fade. Uh, Jacob Host versus Lindsay Smith. Uh, Lindsay Smith, for me, uh, he's got a minus 14 break even. I'm just not sure about either of their job security. Host probably has better job security, but he's going to play a lot of bench minutes this year. I don't know whether, Ho uh, whether Lindsay Smith even maintains his spot in the side when Liam Martin comes back and uh, when Garner comes back into this team, if he does. Lindsay Smith is one of the first to drop off the bench. Yeah, I think host is probably the better option host, there. Yeah, host it depends is the if you want short. It uh, depends if you want short term or or long term. So, uh, Tommy Gilbert, thoughts on Tom Gilbert? We looked at him a He's couple of weeks ago and didn't didn't go with him. Uh, front row, second row, jewel. Is he a guy you would consider? I think I've missed the boat on him now. Yeah, unless you're looking at him as a downgrade option from Haas or something for Origin through the middle of the year. I don't, I, I don't I know. I, I, don't, I don't. Gilbert played Origin last year. 
Yeah, I don't know whether he does this year though. I'm not I'm not hundred percent sure he does. Um but again, yeah, it's something to consider. I'd I'd say no now. Probably a little bit yeah. late, like Maddie said. You missed it. We answered this question a bit earlier. Mitchell asking deal bags, Walker or Munster. Munster definitely, if you have the money, go Munster. Uh and then what's your next choice? Wait, what how did you answer this one? Deal bags or Walker? You said deal bags because you have him, right? Yeah, deal bags. I wish I had Walker, but um yeah, I think from the outside looking in, I would still go deal bags, uh, especially, yeah, especially over those buy periods. You've got to, you've got to probably get Munster in. Munster is going to score more points than deal bags over the next, what is it? Three, four, five weeks. And yeah. then you're going to go Munster to deal bags. Deal bags could drop some cash. He's still dropping and, cash. He's 670 K now. He's dropped 110. And we do talk about the 13, 16 and 19 Dylan Brown's around for the major buy rounds. We've said it a million times, but the one thing we haven't mentioned is that he has a buy in round 14 and 18 when you don't get the extra trade during that week. So yeah. you could get caught a little bit short depending on what your five, eight looks like in round 14 and 18. So that's something to consider as well. Um, yeah. Pretty, pretty tricky, pretty tricky one. What about Jack Johns? Is he worth it? My answer is no. He, um, he, he's gone from starting lock back down to the bench and, He'll probably just sit there as a bit of a plotter. I'd say you missed the boat on him two weeks ago. If you jumped on him, you'd be pretty happy. But no, no, now I think yeah, pretty desperation. Central. He's got a bit of Davy Moali about him. Yeah, he. Um, I said I can't remember. I think I said it maybe two or three episodes ago. I heard on the the commentary that they were saying that Jack Johns is definitely Maddie Johns' son, and Cooper Johns is definitely Andrew Johns' nephew. And I thought that was the perfect way to describe both of them because he's got a bit of mongrel about him and Cooper looks like he wouldn't knock the top off a rice custard. So yeah. uh, interesting. Uh, all right, I've lost my place because there's so much chat going on here. Hang on one sec. Uh, Cam McInnes at 470 with Dale Finucane out. I do kind of like it, but uh, that is the ultimate luxury trade because I'm worried, you know, Finucane's not out for very long and McInnes goes back to that role that we hate for him if he gets mm-hmm. the minutes. If he, if there's another injury, that's when I jump. For sure. Um, Joey Manu at fullback during the origin period is going to probably be around that mid-650s. When do we yeah, pull so the trigger on him? So he's got 144 break even. It's not this week. But I'd probably coming. even say it might be like around 10 or 11 where yeah. he bottoms out. I've been. Um, and which is he's on be my watch list. I would love to have Joey Manu over that origin period. Oh, yeah, for sure. Me too. We've seen what he does at fullback. Uh, I know that there are a couple of people that captained him, straight captained him last week and nearly nearly wanted to delete the app. So that's tough. Um, that's tough for them. Uh, Steve thinks that Schuster's fallen out of favour with his defensive frailties and Manly are covering it up. I, I don't know. I've got no idea unless anybody Thanks. has any inside information. Um, we'll see. We'll see what this week looks like. Uh, is Croker a play for a cheapie? Damo asking. Yes, yep. we, we said this earlier. I think Croker is a good option as a downgrade in the center wing this week. Um, Ruthlessly Vicious is asking, what center wing should I trade in? It's a bit hard for us to tell without having a look at your teammate. So if you want to give us a bit more info, let us know. Garrick. <laughs> no, don't listen to him. He's taking that piss. Um, Will Shaw is asking. He's gone Marnie to Sonny Luke to fund Stefano to Gilbert. And Dory to Dylan Brown. I like I've all been those. toying. I've been toying with the with the Sunny Luke trade, but there's just so much uncertainty. Like he's not getting the minutes that we'd hoped he had, and I'm mm. just worried that he's going to go 
a 14 and a 60 and then a 40 and then a 14 and then a 60 and then a 40. I'm just yeah. super worried that I can't confidently play him any week. Whereas Reed Money, you can. Obviously, I'd be a lot more confident playing Dillbags and Gilbert over Uto. So you've got to work that out, but you're probably only playing one hooker the rest of the year. So, Yeah. Yeah, really good point. Speaking of a hooker, is Reese Robson going to put some more points on the board or should he jump onto Sonny Luke, who might be on the verge of a starting role? I would wait until that. Um, Reese Robson has been sufficient. He's been really good. He's been still a top five hooker. Um, yeah, I'm, I've considered hitting panic stations on Reese Robson because I have him too, but I don't think Sonny Luke's the answer unless someone better pops up. I have a look, another look at Sonny Luke this week. That's how I feel about him. I, I think he could easily that we, we know what Ivan Cleary does. He likes to play Sonny Luke for 50 odd minutes, one game. And then the next game defense is going to be super important. And Mitch Kenny will play 65 minutes. It, it makes no sense. So there's just a lot of inconsistency, job security issues for me. Um, Reese Robson, you got what you paid for. No more, no less. That is literally it. So you can't be too upset with him, but the upside of Sonny Luke, keep an eye on it for another week. I think Robson's not going to drop you too much cash this week. You can have another look. Uh, Vernon's asking, is there any love for Jack Bird? Yes. Uh, I am the head of the Jack Bird Appreciation Society. So I feel uh, like his brother, Jake. <laughs> yeah. I just automatically read it as Jack, but <laughs> it's good. I'm actually not sure whether Jake Bird's an option this week, but Jack certainly could be. Um, Steve says, Garrick, Miller, Val, Karaz, Campbell, Graham, Manu, Ronaldo, Mulatalo, Marju, To'o. So many options in the center wing. This is what the beauty of the middle of the season brings us. And we're, we're in round seven, but look how many options you have that people can differentiate their teams with now. So we'll start to see some change over the next few weeks with that. Uh, Herbie Farnworth as a Broncos supporter. Any Are you looking at him? No. Good. Um. <laughs> Turbo and Latrell play the centres for New South Wales. Travers is asking. Um, yep. Yeah, for uh, sure. I'd love to see Campbell Graham get a run, but I, I'm not sure. Two RF cheapies, size asking. Mate, there are I not it's many. Not too, it's not too late for Jackson Ford. Yeah, I think you could probably jump on this week, uh, but then you start to creep up to close 500 and then it might not be worth it. But yeah, four, four, I think okay. he's 410 or whatever, yeah. Um, thoughts on Alex Johnston as a pod for his upgrade to Alamotti. Anthony's art is asking. Uh, could also get to Lomax or Sione Katoa. Have about 580k. Yeah, I don't really like any of them. Um... I like AJ. Don't get me could, wrong. Could, I, I just... could pay off. I don't think that their run is that good. Like it's relative. It's, it's okay not... this week, but um, I think I would wait for a better run for AJ. Yeah, I'll own AJ sure. at some stage throughout the year. It's just not right now. Yeah, it might be a play at like round 11 or 12 or something like that when we get close yep. to Origin. So um, thoughts on Robson to Sonny Luke and Katoa to Cleary. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'd do that if you can get Cleary in. I think he's almost a must-have now. I think yeah, if you're not like, running with the Cleary and Hines combo, you're going to start to fall behind pretty quickly. Like like I don't really like Robson to Luke in too many scenarios, but if it's getting you Cleary, if it's getting you Nico, it's a no-brainer. If it's getting you somebody like Dillbags or something, like, yeah, I'm not sure that it's worth it um, because agree. Robson's just going to keep pumping out 60s. Who are you playing this week out of Warbrick, Khan Pereira, and Alamotti? Can I answer none? Oof. Hopefully none, yes. Um, Khan Pereira has a really tough matchup this week. Um, the Titans are playing the Broncos. I don't I don't like that one. Warbrick, I would play the Storm Alamotti. are playing the Roosters. Yeah, who are the Bulldogs playing again? 
they're playing on Monday, Sunday night uh, against the Eels. Yeah, I'd play Alamotti this week for sure. Yeah, Eels have been still leaking points. They let the Tigers score twenty points. So. I know what a joke. What a joke. Yeah. All right, we've we've covered all the questions. Keep them coming, guys. We'll we'll cover some more questions at the end of the show. Very quickly, we will throw over to our amazing sponsors of the show, the Standard Squeeze. The Standard Squeeze helps you pour one standard shot at a time, so you know exactly how much you're drinking without any of the guesswork. No more broken glass bottles with their food grade quality plastic. Throw your squeeze into the esky, the back of the ute, or into your back pocket. Responsible drinking with convenience. So go on, have a squeeze at thestandardsqueeze.com and use the code MOLTON15 for 15% off at checkout. While we wait for Maddie to get back, we will move into Saturday 3 p.m. Warriors versus the Cowboys at Mount Smart. Um, he's back with a bottle opener. So you can see it all on YouTube if you're watching us. If you're only listening to us on Spotify or Apple, do yourself a favor and just hop on our YouTube and just watch one episode on our YouTube. I promise you, you will never, ever go back to listening in the car ever again, unless you chuck the YouTube on in the car and you do a bit of a naughty. Not that we're suggesting that you do that, but. <laughs> I do that. I like YouTube premium and then you can uh, you can close everything down and, and it runs through the uh, Bluetooth audio. Good shout. Maybe do that. Do that for sure. Uh, mate, Saturday, 3 p.m., Warriors-Cowboys at Mount Smart. Warriors home game. Cowboys have been pretty ordinary. So I reckon the Warriors are definitely in this game. Could be value from it. I think they're favorites coming into this one. Really? Yeah. I think I saw $1.70 yeah, right. somewhere. Yeah. Right. Um, it's a, a bit of a shame because I would have taken them $2 plus for sure. Um, but yes. for, for this game, we've got uh, Freddie Lussick comes in at hooker with Wade Egan out with that second HIA in three weeks. So a bit tough for Wade yeah. Egan. Any Anybody who has Wade Egan, you've got to just move him on now. He's going to start to leak some cash pretty quickly, um, yeah. which is unfortunate. But he did his job for you. Uh, he get, he'll get you up to a premium hooker. So well done to him. Freddie Lussick comes in. Not a big Freddie Lussick fan personally, but he'll get his crack at, at hooker. Uh, Dylan Walker comes in, in in the 5'8 jersey for Tamari Martin, who's out with a leg injury. And Torhu Harris is named at lock for the first is, time in three weeks. Is Volkman injured? Because I thought for sure that it was Volkman time. Uh, I think he's in the extended bench from what I could see. Yeah, yeah. I just thought for sure that he would he would step up and they keep Dylan Walker in the in the spot that he's been. But, yeah, no, I was just a bit disappointed there. Yeah, he had a couple of cracks. I think they gave Volkman a couple of goes and he just didn't kind of show what they were looking for from him. Uh, Dylan Walker's been pretty good this year, so maybe they'd have given him a crack. So, um, yeah, disappointing. But Cowboys, Jeremiah Nanai, the uh, king of the double and 60 super coach points. He's back in the game this this week. Uh, Griffin Neem, unfortunately, comes out with... Uh... Actually, I missed his injury. You see Griffin Neem's injury? Um. No, I think it's multiple week injury though. It could actually be like six to eight weeks. So two months uh, knee. with a throat injury. Oh, throat. That's right. It was a bit of a strange one, wasn't it? Yeah. So, um, hopefully, uh, hopefully he's all right and recovers quickly. And uh, Murray Tuolungi comes back in for Brendan Elliott, who had probably one of the worst performances in Cowboys history last last week. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Uh, if you were listening to that one on the radio, it probably wouldn't have been a good listen. Yeah, no, it wasn't. Um, yeah, I'm glad I didn't have to watch it. You're bringing Ford in this week, so I won't ask you about him. Uh, my other question, you also, actually, you brought both of these guys in, Charles Nickel Cookstad <laughs> as well. Do you think that these guys are a must-get now over the next fortnight, considering CNK and Ford are both really low break-evens and, and bound to make some cash in the next couple of weeks? 
Yeah, I have been happy that I added CNK last week, especially after a 90. But you do sort of think, have I missed the boat? Like what we were just talking about, Tom Gilbert, I don't think you've missed the boat with these guys yet. There's still cash, Jen. Uh, yes, you're playing catch-up, but you you had a play. Obviously, your other guys scored points. Add Jackson Ford, add CNK this week, downgrade, get some cash. Yeah, I, if I could get CNK and still have enough money for Nico, that'd be my play for sure this week. Yeah, I just I just can't generate the three hundred and twenty k that I need. Going and if you don't down, need to find the money, if you don't need to find the money for Nico, and Alamotti to CNK isn't that far. No, it's There's not. So That's a really get. nice upgrade because CNK yeah. will be the leap that you need, the stepping stone to go to a premium, a Garrick, a Caraz, a whoever it needs to be at the top. You, you said off air that we could comfortably play CNK every week, and I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I would definitely get him this week if I could. Um, is Valentine Holmes, for those of you that have been very patient holding Val, expecting 100, 120-plus kind of scores, I don't know whether you should be too disappointed with Valentine Holmes this year. He's, I think he's averaged 70, hasn't he? Like, why are people yeah, so yeah. upset with Val Holmes this year? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Because we were expecting this golden draw, we were expecting 120s. He sort of got a bit of fafita about him, whereas everybody expects so much more from them. And then, like, they're frustrated. But, like, do not owners look at Val and think, oh, gee, he only scored 70 or 80. I'm fine with that. Like, Val can burn you. The Cowboys have been playing shit footy, and he's averaging close to 70. Isn't it 60-something? 60 66, yeah, 65.7 yeah. or something like that. But honestly, like he scores 63. He scored 140. He's got a 47 against the Broncos, against a good team. Uh, 67, 69, 60, 88. So had a, his first decent game on this this week from kind of what we would expect from Val Holmes. So uh, keep in mind they're versus the Warriors, the Knights. They've got a game against the Sharks, the Roosters, and then they've got another nice couple of games against the Dragons and the Tigers before the bye against Para. So, like, they still have a nice little run coming up. They haven't been good, but it doesn't even look like Val needs the, t- the Cowboys to be good for him to score 60-plus every week. Robson so, and Val are the exceptions out of out of all those guys. For sure, for sure. So I think he's worth a hold. Uh, I think you need to find the cash elsewhere. If you're trying to downgrade Val to get cash for Nico, I think you probably can find somewhere, someone else to find that cash in your in your in your side. Um, Saturday, five thirty game: Knights versus the Panthers at McDonald Jones Stadium. So the Panthers have to travel up up the freeway to uh, to Newcastle. Phoenix Crossland comes into Booker Jersey. Um, I did call him one of the worst who ever put an NRL jersey on a couple of weeks ago. I'm, I'm just going to stand by it because I think he's so terrible. when So when's he coming into your team knowing this season? He's not. 
Not even close. Unfortunately, Jaden. the reason for this is Jaden Braley's out for the season now with an ACL. It's been confirmed. It's his uh, second ACL in two seasons, which is brutal for the bloke. So we're starting to see a couple of ACLs now pop up mid-season. Um, very disappointing for him. But Crossland and Kurt Mann seem to be the two guys that are going to be sharing the hooker role throughout the game. Uh, Phoenix Crossland, 280K, 5'8", five, 5'8", eight, uh, halfback duel. It's a shame he's a 5'8", halfback duel, isn't it? Because if he was 5'8", hooker, maybe we'd be, be in the conversation. I would have a dig. I'd have a dig. I just want to see how he plays in, in that hooker role and how many minutes Kurtman comes and plays because I do think Kurtman is a better lock than he is going to be a hooker. Uh, if he can carve out a lot better role, if he can carve out 70 minutes, it's a good downgrade option. Yeah, I agree. They've named Matt Croker at, at lock. Uh, he comes back in after that leg issue last week. So Croker's a good footy player, hey? Yeah, one of my one of the guys I work with actually know him quite well. Um, yep. So he, he played, he's played some good football for the Knights over the last season and a half. So yep. uh, it'd be interesting to see how he goes. Could be a, could be a look, could be an option if he, he can hold that lock spot. Um, but what obviously he's going to share that. 320K or something? Something cheap, something cheap. Um, I'll have a look very quickly, but it's a, it's a bit um, more of a, I'll have a look. Um, it's a bit more of a deep dive looking at blokes like that, but you've just got to start to think they might be the guys that you can downgrade to. So he's made 50 K he was three twenty, and now he's three seventy. And, um, yeah, his role just seems to be increasing over the last couple of weeks and he is a front row option. Yeah. That's the big, that's the kicker for me. Like front row is just grim, isn't it? So yeah. Not bad. Not a bad shout. Let's watch him very closely. Uh, for the Panthers, Garner and Martin are in the extended bench at this point in time. Both could realistically come onto this bench looking at this lineup. So I'd keep an eye on uh, Friday night or Friday afternoon when they cut the squad uh, as to whether they come in. Hosking has to hold his spot. Oh, I, I agree. I don't think it affects Hosking. I think... Uh, I would say Sorensen is the one affected. He'll drop back to the bench. Martin will probably start on maybe the left edge, um, if I'm if I'm correct. Uh, and Garner might play off the bench, I'd say, which means Lindsay Smith drops off the bench completely. Um, Sonny yep. Luke stays there, and the bench uh, haven't got the team up in front of me, but the bench would probably look a lot better than it does right now. It doesn't actually look that nice when I'm looking at yep. it very quickly. What do we got? Uh, yeah, Jamin Salmon drops off the bench, I reckon, and Lindsay Smith drops off the bench, and then you see both of these guys either come in or Sorensen drop back and Liam Martin starts. So Spencer Lenu will stay on the bench. They like using him as an impact middle forward, and Sonny Luke, yep. bit of a no-brainer. So I'd prop that's probably the way that I'd see it playing out. Um, is there really anything to talk about here? I mean, Panthers have named an unchanged side. You know what you're going to get from them. Um, if you no, don't have Nathan Cleary, get him this week. Probably genuine captaincy option again this week for the third week in a row. That's probably the way I'll go this week. What about yourself? Get Gamble's back. Um, I like Jacko in draft. Um, but yeah, there's not too much I'm looking at it outside of, you know, wingers for the Knights. So so let's move on to Saturday, 7.30. We've got the Titans versus the Broncos. A bit of a Queensland derby at Seabus Super Stadium. Uh, Kieran Foran comes in, which I, as a super coach player, no one gives a shit about Kieran Foran. He's not going to have an impact, but what he will do is he's going to make Cam Pereira and David Fafita so much better in this side. He yep. just squares the lineup beautifully. It creates that two-on-one overlap through the wing. That's why Cam Pereira has struggled without him this year. Um, so I, I feel like this is perfect for him. So if you are thinking about trading 
out Khan Pereira, I'd hold a week. Not only does he still have like a really low break even, I think it could even be still in the negatives. Uh, you can watch now and see what he looks like with four and back. Uh, Thomas McKayley comes back onto the bench as well, plays his first game for the Titans after coming back from, I think it was the Super League, played his last NRL game, played for the Tigers, so you can't really expect too much from him. He's got the Tigers curse on him, unfortunately. And uh, Leeming comes in as well onto the bench uh, from the Super League. There's some pretty big wraps on this bloke as well. So I think he's a hooker from memory, um, from what yep. I've seen of him. So uh, that'll be interesting to see how that plays out there. And uh, Toby Sexton, the best on ground last week, unfortunately loses his spot in the side to Kieran Foran. Yeah, I, th- I think he's injured though. I yep, wondered okay. if it was a little, yeah, yeah. So I think um, I think it might have been a bit more of a play. If oh, he fractured his wrist. Um, yeah, so he fractured, fractured his, because I wondered whether it was going to put pressure on Tanner Boyd because Sexton was phenomenal from what I heard. Um, and he's young and probably a bit more upside, a lot more upside, actually. Um, Definitely. He was a bit of a scapegoat last year. So Yeah, he was. He was. And look, he didn't have much support, did he? They're expecting this guy to run the team around the field. And um, you just didn't yeah, – you got, you're asking a young 20-odd-year-old guy to take control of a team in the NRL with minimal experience. Like, you can't expect too much from him. But um, So those are the changes for the Titans. Uh, Corey Jensen comes into prop for Flegler, who's out with the HIA for the Broncos. And that's the only change yep. there for the Broncos. Um, Jojo Fafida is on the extended bench for the second week in a row. There is concerns there that he might even come in for Khan Pereira at some point because that kind of is the only move that makes sense the only way you could get him in unless Brian Kelly drops out of center and you see Jojo Fafita come in on the centers inside him. I don't, I don't know. I don't see how that plays out, but if, if you, you know what, if you plan, you shouldn't be playing Khan Pereira anyway, so it doesn't really affect you just move on. If, uh, if he loses his spot and he's been great cash cow. He has been. Yeah, for sure. That's probably the perfect sign to just go. Yep. Cool. Done with him. Um, no uncertainty. Move him on to the next option. Um, how long do we ride the Reese Walsh wave? Because it's uh, nice and high at the moment. You're getting some good swell from Reese Walsh, but I'm getting some we, good swell. You know, there's going to be some time eventually where Reese Walsh is going to be a sell. So, how long do we ride that wave for? Till it stops. Like I just, I'm just keeping on going. Um, he looks like the best on park. He even scored really well in a bad loss. We're playing the Titans this week. It's not this week. Um, if he gets named in Origin, maybe I'll look for somebody else. But hey, he's seven hundred and fifty k coming from five hundred and forty k, and he just keeps on going up. You could, you can save money by going to Latrell this week. That's if how good Reece Walsh is. If I read you the scores of one hundred and five, ninety five, eighty four, ninety nine, eighty six, you would say that that would be someone like Latrell, Turbo, Tedesco. If I said that that was Reese Walsh at the start of the season, you'd call me a liar. Yeah. He's been so good this year. I think everyone talking about his base being pretty shit was true to a certain degree, but um, kind of proven everyone wrong. He just keeps getting attacking stats every single week. So I've had too many negative things to say about the Broncos this year, but our goal kicking has been horrendous. Reese Walsh is a good goal kicker. There is a, there is a world where Reese Walsh takes over. Yeah, Adam Reynolds has been ordinary this year, hasn't he? For for such a good career kicker, he's he's been yep. stinking it up with the boot. So maybe he needs to pass it on. Maybe maybe Reese Walsh is the answer there long term for your goal kicking. So I'll good text shout. Kevy. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> let him know. Let him know. Um, I, I think we need to keep, keep in mind with Reese Walsh, they played the Cowboys, the Dragons, the Dolphins, the Tigers, the Raiders. So, I mean, he did score that 86 in a loss. So uh, uh, it, my argument's kind it's... of null and void. Um, but again, they, their draw tightens up now once they reach, they've got Souths, Manly, Melbourne, Penrith, 9, 10, 11, and 12. So that could be a little bit of a tough run into the buy. So I'd say his price is going to peak in a couple of weeks when he reaches para, maybe after round eight. I'd say we're probably going to see the top of Reese Walsh's price at about that 800K mark. Yeah. And you know what? If he punches out a 30, a 50, if he punches out 50 or 60 two weeks in a row, he's not going to lose you that much cash. You've had a good look. It's been a great ride. Let's move on. Yeah, for sure. I think, yeah, you mentioned it, the determining factor as to whether you just hold this bloke is going to be whether he gets named in origin. It's as simple as that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then you can move on to someone else. Uh, Honestly, the play that could be the one, and I'll say it now, and I'll see whether I'm right or not, could be Reese Walsh down to Clint Gutherson around round 11 or 12. Because I don't hate that move. But um, we'll see. We'll see if I'm right. It depends. It depends. Like Para, Para were looking okay. They haven't looked real good this year. Um, but Gutherson's involved in everything, which I think has actually cost Dillbag some points over the last couple of weeks. It's been it's been Gutherson with the tri assists. It's been Gutherson making the plays. Um, yeah, it's a it's a good play. Why is no one talking about Gutho? Probably because everyone has Turbo Walsh, but 62, 66, 84, 37 against Penrith, where Turbo got 26. Uh, and the Roosters, he got 71, and then 74 last week against the Tigers. He just keeps scoring, 60 to 80 every single week. Um, he he deserves a little bit more credit, I think, than what he's been given. It's hard when you only have two fullbacks and you want to have, you know, five or six of them. Um, I would say Dylan Edwards and Clint Gutherson are some of the two best draft players that you can get in that sort of third and fourth round uh, for those that play draft. But yeah, it does sort of make it null and void. Like everybody had to have turbo this year. Yeah, it, it, unfortunately, he probably sits maybe top four, top five fullback, and because yeah. you've only got two, it, he just isn't in the conversation. But he will be yeah. around round twelve for Origin. Anyway, Sunday, two p.m. Raiders versus the Dragons at GIO Stadium in Canberra. Jack Whiten comes back in. Joey Tarpany also comes back in, and Nick Kotrick comes back in from his hamstring injury. So the Raiders have definitely tightened up. They're looking a lot better. Joey Rapana goes out with that head cut that he got from that controversial knee to the head. Yeah, what do, what do you think about? <laughs> no, let's move on. And uh, Hola and Schneider drop off the bench for this game to allow for yep. those guys to come back in. The Dragons, uh, Zane Musgrove comes in at prop because Francis Molo is going to miss three games suspended for his high shot. And uh, Tau Tau Moga has found his way back onto the wing for the Dragons as Ravalawa is going to now miss about three weeks with a hamstring strain. So good little chance for Moga. Good player. Um, be interesting to see how he goes. Not super coach relevant at all, though, is he? No. Let's talk about Jared Croker. There's a few questions in the chat. We've said yes to most of the questions that have said, is Croker a good downgrade option? I think he is just that. He's not going to turn into Jared Croker of 2015, is he? He's not going to go back to scoring bloody two tries a game and setting up assists and kicking four or five goals a game. He'll do the job with the goal kicking, but it's quite rare that you get a guy at 279K that is the primary goal kicker in a relatively good team. I know the Raiders have struggled this year, but on paper, they're a good side. Um, Are you bringing in Croker or looking at him this week? I'm looking at him. I'm not sure exactly how it'll fall this week. But I think that the downgrade option is just too juicy. I think, like, when I'm never going to play a Camperera 
a war brick. I don't have Alamotti anymore, but if you have Alamotti, they're, they're guys that we've sort of lost confidence in and we're never going to play him. Why not bank some cash, put Jared Croker on there and then never play him? Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good shout. You know what? I'd even argue, and I think I'm going to have to, I'd play him this week against the Dragons. Dragons Raiders could better than you think. Yeah, I'm not saying they haven't been bad, like, but the Raiders played good footy last week against yep. the Broncos. They're going to come into with this some confidence. They're coming in at home. They're harder to beat at home, that's for sure. So I actually what don't do mind him as a play this what do you week. Want, what do you want unders or overs? Ooh, okay. 50, 50 Super, super coach points? I'll 50, take over 50. I'll take under 53. I'll all right, I'll take over 53. Yep. Cool. Let's go. Sweet. Done. Bolter? Bolter bet? Bolter. Beauty. All right, rock and roll. And also, the other note that I have here just says Jack Bird season. That's pretty yeah. much it. Mm. Yeah, he could be. He's he's got that base. He's in center wing. Yeah. I if he it. was, if he was maybe fifty to sixty k cheaper, I'd be all over it. All right. If he was in the four hundred k, so he's, I'd just grab him straight away. The fact he that just, he's high five hundreds, it's just awkward. DeBellin only played, didn't play four minutes last game though. So yeah, just have a look. But also Ben Murdoch Masilla is playing on an edge who d- does not deserve to be playing on an edge. So whatever happens there, buddy. no, he's, he's terrible. Um, so when you bring in Jack DeBellin into this starting side, he either shifts in and kicks off Ben Murdoch Masilla, Jack Bird stays at lock, or Jack Bird just moves to an edge. So either way, I think Jack Bird stays in the starting lineup, so I don't mind it. Last game of the round. Before we dive into the last game of the round, we'll quickly throw over to our sponsors over at Snap Fitness. Are you looking to make good on that New Year's resolution? Finding it hard to get into the gym due to not having anyone to look after the kids? Head on in and see Mark, Emma and the team at Snap Fitness Bendigo and Epsom for all your fitness needs. Both Epsom and Bendigo locations offer free child mining, which gives you the chance to head on in, get a workout done without worrying about the kids. All staff have working with children's checks and are super helpful with whatever your children need. Snap Fitness also offers a wide variety of classes such as strength and reformer Pilates, Tabata, strength classes, as well as one-on-one PT sessions. So head on in and say good day to the guys at either gym and tell them the Molten Boys sent you. Last game of the round, mate. Eels versus the Bulldogs at Combank. This could be actually a really good game. <laughs> That's what I was just thinking. <laughs> Have a look at the team. Junior Bolo comes back in from suspension uh, for the Eels and Wiramu Greg drops back to the bench and Jack Murchie drops out of the side completely. But that's not the talking point here. The Bulldogs are absolutely bolstered their forward stocks with a number of big names coming back in. Tavita Pangai Jr. comes back in for his first game of the year after that calf complaint. Sorry, missed the first six rounds of the year. Filiami Kikau comes back in from his HIA, as does Raymond Fatala Mariner. And we've got Braden Burns coming in for Josh Adokar, who's going to be out for eight weeks, I'd say minimum. Uh, looks like Braden Burns is that first choice option. To, to come in on the wing. it's a. Did you see what he's priced? I was looking at Braden Burns. I'm going, hang on, this is going to be really good. He's 540K or something. Oh, oh really? I was, yeah. Uh, I heard crazy. you say Braden Burns and I was Googling it now. 520K, I think he is. Uh, what a shambles that is. That's, I mean, that's based on last year. 520.8K. Uh, I'm assuming that's based on last year's stats. I'm not quite sure exactly what it... Yeah, it's based on an average of 50 last year. So, okay. fair enough. Very disappointing, though. Why couldn't they just give us a really good cheapie? That would have been perfect. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Bulldogs. Um, but those are the only changes. Uh, Sean Russell, tell me about your thoughts on him. Did you watch him closely at all in last night? I did, um, only because that they they dropped the other gentleman. They've put him in the lineup, and he's won enough merit. 
and you and you start to think, well, you know, the job security's there. The job security isn't there for Dunster. Um, he didn't do a lot last game. Yeah, you just start to think, like, you know, if you're looking at downgrade options, and I think I I honestly think Jared Croker's a better downgrade option. But I agree with hey, you on that. There's merit to it. I think if you've got the extra 80k and it doesn't matter how much what well, whether that costs you another upgrade that you've got planned i would rather sean russell if you can spend up on the cash and you can make that okay. happen but most of the time you need the extra 80 or 90k i think between sean russell and jared croker at this point how often are you going to be playing sean russell though yeah you're not really but i mean just remember eels buy rounds we've mentioned it a million times but yeah. having an eel in your squad and having a center wing that you can plug and play in the three major buys is, is valuable so um, and like you mentioned as well, I think Wonga Blake is not coming back into this side. He's been in New South Wales Cup. They're using him on the extended bench for injury cover, but I'd say he's uh, done his dash and they're going to give these guys a, a bit of an extended run in the team. So Hayes Dunster as well. We can't be too tough on him. He coming back off an ACL. It's his first game in God knows how long. So um, I would love if Hayes Dunster turned into a, to a great footy player at 230k. It's exactly what my team needs right now. You know, that and downgrade ba- from Warbrick. So. For sure. And Bailey Simonson has been pretty ordinary this year too, who we came in to replace and who is out suspended. So we, we could see Hayes Dunster play himself into that, into that position. So I hope he does for, for everybody's sake. Uh, this is going to be the first time that we see the true rotation of Jermaine Hopgood as well with Parramatta's forwards at full strength. So they've got Regan Campbell-Gillard, Junior Bolo, uh, Ryan Madison, Sean Lane. And uh, am I looking at Cartwright? Pretty sure he got named again, didn't he? I think he did. Yep. Um, I I actually think that Cartwright's probably earned his spot in the second row now. They just love him. Um, He actually, he's played really well all year. Uh, He'd won that off merit. I don't see anybody else taking that position off him. At this point in time, no. Matt Dory obviously has dropped out of the side. Jack Murchie's dropped out of the side. They're the two edge forwards that had been in contention to, to be into that Jack spot. I thought was pretty good when he played. Yeah, he was, but they played him through the middle. So considering now they don't need any middle forwards anymore, it's just true that they're just going to drop him off. So, um, yeah, I, I, it'll be interesting. This is going to be a true indication of whether the people that sold Hopgood, like yourself last week, uh, are winning. Uh, I probably say you are. Based on based on what we saw last week, fifty three minutes didn't look overly potent. Got his nearly a point a minute, but wasn't really anything too exciting, was it? And it wasn't so much about what I lost in Hopgood; it's about what I gamed in Hosking, um, yeah. and that gave me the flexibility to to add CNK from Alamotti and everything like that. Um, yeah, I'm really happy, and I, as somebody that captain Hosk, uh, Hopgood this year uh, in round two, um, and and I love the bloke. Um, yeah. Good master stroke from you in round two, that's for sure. Because that was a Good Thursday night game as well, and you went straight seed, didn't you? <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's incredible play. Oh, dear. Um, but yeah, let, let's watch Sean Lane and Dylan Brown. I think that's going to be a pretty important combo this year for all the Dylan Brown owners. You're going to be watching that combo pretty closely because they were so good together last year. That's where a lot of Dylan Brown's points came from that left edge. Um, so very interesting to see whether they get that cohesion back. Sean Lane is somebody I want in my team. Definitely. He uh, he could be a top five to RF by the end of the season if he gets going, average-wise. So keep an eye on him. And Madison has been good too. Price at 700K. Yep. He didn't even drop any cash at his break. So he basically got exactly what you paid for with yep. him. I think it was high 60s. So can, can go worse with either of these guys. But um, that's that's about it for the Eels versus the Bulldogs. 
I've got a ton but, more questions to cover, but take us through. Talk, talk to me. What do, you, what do you want to do? Do you want to talk to me about your trades? I'll do it now while I quickly find where I'm at with all these comments. Um, my trades, first trade is Ruben Garrick to Jared Croker. That then frees up the money to go Marnie to Hines. So via Tanner Boyd at Hooker. And then I'm going Dewey to either Dylan Brown or Cody Walker. I'm unsure which one. I, I would have been tempted to go with the pot option, but neither are because they're both pretty much spot on exactly the same ownership. So, I mean, the question I need to ask is, is the buy rounds and that buy coverage more important to me than the upside that Cody Walker has? Because let's face it, Dylan Brown's not going to score you 130, but he'll get you probably 60 to 90 every single week in base and maybe a couple of attacking stats. Whereas Cody Walker can honestly score you 30 or he can get you 130. So I don't know whether I want to ride that kind of roller coaster. Um, I've done it a fair few times. He's burnt me in the past so bad. So I'm a little bit worried about that one, but we'll see. We'll see. That's my that's my plans. How about yourself? Um, I've got a few options. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think I'm going to do this, but this is Val and Boyd to Hines and Croker. Otherwise, I've got to go Colomitangi, Boyd, and Warbrick to Ford, Hines, and Croker. I like that because I see Ford as somebody that I can play every week as well as getting Hines. Probably not going to play Croker there. Um, otherwise, I could, if I play around a little bit, I could go Robson, Boyd, and Dory to Luke, Hines, and somebody like Stone or somebody like Jacob Host. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure what I'm going to do, but the front runner there is probably Colin Matangi out. I think Cam Murray's um, taken a bit more of his role back. Uh, Colin Matangi has been on the slide for a couple weeks. Uh, go Boyd and Warbrick out, um, who I haven't played basically any weeks, and then go Ford, Hines, and Croker in because I, I just think now's the right time to hop onto Jackson Ford. If that's, you don't that's, have him. We spoke about this a fair bit before we hopped on, and that's my I, I much prefer that. I just feel like you're getting a couple of guys that could become plotters in both of those yeah. other options for you. Whereas Jackson Ford looks great. Nico Hines is a gun. Uh and Jared Croker could just get you forty to fifty um every yeah. week and do next to nothing. I mean, he got forty odd the other night and did nothing. So I mean, I Pick would say there's pedigree there. It's yeah. just that he's too far gone to say that there's pedigree in, in Jared Croker. He's about but... 97 years old. <laughs> yeah, and he's probably still only 27 years old and he's played like 700,000 NRL games. So I just feel like Jared Croker is still that young bloke that's played a ton of games. It's just that he's missed so much time. But I like I like those trades. I think that's way better option. It's definitely yeah. worth a boost, I think, if you can get those guys in for sure. Um, let's tackle these questions, mate. Will Shaw giving us a bit of a pump up. I'm going to have to struggle to get my head out of this door. Just saying thanks for the, the feedback uh, and answering the, every question in the chat. Thanks, mate. Appreciate that. Uh, look, if, if people are going to hop on and ask questions, they deserve to be answered and we'll do our best to try and get to all the questions every single show. So make sure to drop those comments in. We'll get to them all. Even if the episode goes for an hour and a half, we'll cover them all. Uh, any love for Royce Hunt? Troy Vickers is asking. Rudolph being out for a few weeks. I, I, I won't lie. I looked. Yeah, and just see how it goes this week. He is a PPM beast. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. How long's Rudolph out for? I think he's got a few weeks out, doesn't couple he? Couple months. It, yeah, it could be an extended run for Royce Hunt. It's a couple months. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Look, I don't. I don't hate that at all. It's, it's just three hundred and thirty-eight k. Is a little bit awkward, isn't it? It's if you're going to take a downgrade from Stefano, you'd probably want more than eighty k. 
And I'd say that's most people are, are looking for that kind of either Christian Welch or Stefano downgrade for, for him. Yeah, I don't uh, mind. Yeah, I, I'm, I can get on board with Royce Hunt for sure. Uh, Walsh to Teddy in a few weeks could net you 150K. Yeah, that's pretty nuts as well. Yeah. Uh, all right. Sadly, Stags, Stags could take over the goal kicking from Reynolds. Yeah, that and I saw week. that happen last week, but I've seen Stags step up when when goal kickers are off or whatever, and I haven't been super impressed. I I think Walsh is a better goal kicker. So. Yeah, fair. Opi- Opinion-based, obviously. <laughs> of course. Robbie Starr is going early on Croker. I am too, mate. So uh, Alamotti, Perham, Warbrick, two chans, Nickel, Klukstad, uh, Mulatalo and Croker. I like those moves. I don't think they're terrible moves yeah. at all. I reckon there's a couple of pods in there that could go quite well. Uh, Mulatalo could honestly just go on a massive run and score a try or two tries a week for the next three, four weeks. So he's that guy on that really potent left edge for the Sharks with Talakai inside him who gets so much attention. So you know that the ball's going to be going to Mulatalo more often than not. So I like that. Um, what else have we got? Is Torhu Harris finally playing this week? James Gowing? Yes, he is, mate. He's been named at lock, which is great for the Warriors um, and great for owners if you late, held him. Was he a late scratch, scratch through some of those other games? Not necessarily late, late, but like scratched at, an hour, at a day out, the 24 hours okay. lists. Right, so, cool. um, yeah, disappointing. But it's good. I mean, with a guy that's got constant knee and lower limb issues, you want to make sure he's right before he comes back. So I understand that. Uh, all right. This question from Ruthlessly Vicious. Uh, with 200K in the bank, has Karaz, Hammer, Josh Adokar, and Farnworth, who should I bring in for Josh Adokar? Mate, the world is your oyster. He is. What's Josh Adokar priced at? 500. 500. Shit, really? Maybe I'm wrong. 560, 556 he is. Okay, I did not realize yeah. he was that high. Uh can I say Campbell Graham? Yeah, actually, yes. That sounds fantastic. Uh, I feel like he's going to make a little bit of cash and also... Have we missed the boat on Marjud? So oh, he's 696K now. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, don't, I think you have, personally. I think the last week was the week that you get him, otherwise you just don't bother. There's, I mean, Campbell Graham, isn't Campbell Graham cheaper than him? Or pretty close to it? Oh, yeah, Campbell Graham would be in and around that 700K, yeah. And he's not very highly owned at all. So that'd be the, if you want a pod move at Campbell Graham every day of the week with that cash yep. from Josh Adokar for sure. Uh, who do I bench out of Karaz, Holmes, Jack Bird, Nickel Klockstad, and Marju? Ooh, that's tough. None. Can, yeah, you got to, can you play or find a way to, my, my choice would be probably Jack Bird out of the five if I, if I had to choose who to, who to bench. Uh, but Me again, too, Jack Bird's we're chasing good. upside. We're both guys that chase upside. Jack Bird, I think, on a bad Jack Bird day, he gets 46. I think on a bad Nickel Clockstad day, he gets 30. I think on a bad Marju day, he gets 15. Um, yeah, but we we always chase that upside, don't we? Yes, we do. And uh, Marju's playing Panthers this week. So yeah. that could be a really tough game. So I'd say out of those five, flip a coin between Jack Bird and Greg Marju, maybe. It's hard to sit somebody who's just coming off like 90. But that's, that's, that's the pod play, yeah. though. Yeah. Um, you could pod play in because you know everybody that has Marju is going to play him. So yep. you could easily sit him. He gets 20 against the Panthers, who have shut down nearly every winger in the competition this year. And uh, you could be sitting there very, very happy come next Sunday night. Uh, Mr. Callio is saying, my gut's telling me one of Warbrick or Cam Pereira will go huge this week. And he doesn't know if it's Foreign or Munster at fullback. 
or four in at five eight or Munster at fullback that's going to make that happen. I'm going to make an argument that Warbrick will score under forty this week. Um, everything we've seen from Warbrick has been from Munster creating everything from five eight. Uh, as we've seen every time Jerome Hughes is in, then it's Xavier Coates that scores really well. I think taking Munster at the back, like yes, he can come over and play that side. Um, I wouldn't be expecting much from Warbrick this week, um, and also Cam Pereira has some really tough matchups against the wingers for the Broncos who have been fantastic all year. I wouldn't be playing any of them, but hey, trust your gut because I don't want you to come back and messaging me um, when you don't play one of these guys and they turn up. Um, but yeah, my gut is telling me that they will both score sub 40. You can message Maddie, just don't message me when I get all my <laughs> takes wrong. Maddie, Maddie cops it way better than me. Um, <laughs> next question from Ruthlessly Vicious is that should he just hold Farnworth or just trade him? I'd argue, I'd argue trade Farnworth personally. Yeah, there's better options. I think so as well. Uh, Will Shaw is asking: boost for Stefano to Gilbert this week, or save the boost? Play Ben Murdoch, Masilla. Oh, that, that didn't that didn't feel right in my mouth. Uh, and, and then get Haas or Tino next week if there's no fires. And, as someone and that's about you, to use his third boost and there's 27 rounds, um, I'm not sure Uto to Gilbert is worth it. I would say that's not boost worthy for sure. I agree with that. Like I I'm boosting the, for Nico. Like I, I, I asked that question about three, four weeks ago when Gilbert was maybe like high 400s, early 500s, thinking maybe Stefano to Gilbert was a play, but I had to boost. And so I'm in exactly the same position. I'm not boosting to a guy named you know, to a guy like Gilbert. I'm boosting to a guy that gives me 150 kind of upside. And like Ben Murdoch Masilla is probably going to score twenty three, um, and Hassantino <laughs> are going to score seventy three. That is very uh, generous of you to say that Ben Murdoch Masilla is going to get twenty three. Uh, I'd say maybe eleven would be closer. Um, but you are saying that you can get Hassantino next week. It is a twenty seven week season. Um, you're not boosting for fifty points. No, agreed. Uh, Liam. Filmer Ramsey is asking, in the bye week, it's your best 13 players at play. That's correct. So it doesn't matter on position. doesn't matter whether you have the reserve on them or not. Uh, your best 13 scorers will be scored for that week, which is a really important point to make. So you don't need to necessarily tear your whole team apart to try and get 17 this year. Uh, you can basically say, yep, great. I've got 13 pretty good options this week. You don't need to force any other trades then during 13, 16, and 19. So... Good shout. Uh, if you have Cody Walker and Dillbags, you can play them both. Yeah, that's correct. Yep. That's that's spot on. Uh, all right. What else have we got here? Yeah, Cody Walker doesn't like me either, Robbie. Um, as soon as I get him in, he does nothing for me. So I, I might just go to Dillbags. I don't know. Um, Maka Packer is asking if we've uh, – sorry if we've asked that question, but I just joined. Is Turbo de Latrell a good move? No. Nope. No, it is not. Sorry, mate, to be blunt. No, we, and we did cover this a bit earlier. We, we kind of explained it earlier, but I feel like it's kind of sideways. I think Turbo's still got lots of room to go. I think people are just chasing last week's points with the Trolls' big score and Turbo's and I, poor score. And I don't really care what Turbo's break even is. I'm probably, you know, I hope that I can hold him through the origin period and just sit him there. Um, yep. And then whoever my other fullback is, is who I play every week through the origin period. I just really think Turbo at, whatever we've paid for him is just a hold. It could be a season-long hold. I think he is. When you get a guy like Turbo, you plan to hold him, don't you? You don't plan to trade him at a certain point. So, 
Uh, and the last question, uh, how many trades is everybody holding after this week? So Robbie Starr's on 33 after boosting this week. Uh, do, how many trades do you have, Matty? I currently have 33 as well left after um, this week, and I am boosting as well. Just wait. My computer is freezing. Uh, I've got 35. Oh, but no, I so haven't. Yeah, I'll, I'm going to have 33 if I boost. So, Yeah, okay, cool. Uh, it seems like that's uh, a lot of people didn't trade in round one. So it seems like using three boosts up until now and then using basically true trades for the other week seems like you're going to be sitting at 33. I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. I like to trade pretty heavy at the start of the season to get my team right. And then I take my foot off the accelerator a little bit um, leading into origin. And then obviously through the origin period, I make sure that I've got the right amount of players and, and make as many trades as I need to through that middle of the year. And then I'd probably say once we hit round 20, you might want to have maybe eight to 10 trades, uh, left over for injuries and things like that. You're going to get pretty caught out at the back end of the year if a ton of plays go down. So that's in my head, the way I'll, I would like it to play out come round 20 or 21. I want to have 10 trades left. Um, I've got two boosts after this week that I'll use at round 16 and round 19 to make sure I have enough players for those buy rounds. That's yeah. in my head how I play it. Like we always knew we were going to be boosting for Nico. I boosted for cast gen last week. Um, you know, you just you just plan for those buy rounds and we're setting up our teams for the season now. Yep. Yep. Well said. Mate, that brings us to an end. Um, guys, if you made it all the way to the end, thank you for watching. Hit the subscribe if you haven't already. We know there's a lot of you that haven't subscribed yet. I see the statistics, I know. So hit subscribe, hit like. Follow us on Spotify or Apple that's, if you listen to us in the car. That's what really helps us, guys. Yeah, pressing that subscribe button on YouTube. Even if you're having a listen on Spotify or whatever, uh, just pop onto YouTube, press subscribe. That's what really helps us. So. Well said, well said. And obviously, guys, uh, very big thank you to our sponsors, The Standard Squeeze. Go on to the, have, have a squeeze at thestandardsqueeze.com and use Molten15 as the code to get 15% off at checkout. And if you're over in country Victoria, like our good friend and AFL host of the podcast mickey dell is uh over in bendigo or epsom and you're looking for a gym membership or you want to get fit you want to get back into the gym hit up snap fitness hit up mark emma and the team over there and tell them that we sent you and you will be very looked after otherwise guys thank you for listening uh we may be back on thursday we might do a countdown show we'll just see how we're going in terms of trades and if there's any other big questions that need to be answered but otherwise good luck this week hopefully we see plenty of green arrows and we will see you at the end of the week to talk all things round seven Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.